Well, it's the dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money for such. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. Anyway, the regular season is done. Yes. It's in the books. So is Frank Vogel. How many wins did He just doesn't know it yet. Well, like... So, in my ideal world, the the Sixers, uh, Joel in your Embiid, ideal world, the Lakers don't exist. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, uh, Joel Embiid wins the uh, MVP. The Sixers get bounced in the first round. Fire Doc, and Doc becomes the Lakers coach. I think that'd work out well for it. Other than Russell Westbrook becoming the the Lakers coach, I can't think of anything better. I think Doc's a fair chance of ending up there anyway. Yeah. He does seem to be trying to, you know, constructively dismiss himself, you know, when he goes after Harden, who's, you know, obviously uh, the GM's or the, or the president of basketball operations' favourite toy. Um, he blames him for, for stuff going wrong, as he fucking should, because Harden has been Woeful. a disinterested fucking spectator a lot of the time. But even today, like, their backup, backup centre's been playing okay, and, you know, I know it's it's – Junk games and stuff like that, but you can't you can't say much from the end of the last the the last fucking night of the of the season. It's just it's just a whole lot of teams who've got something to play for versus a whole lot of teams who not quite so much. So there was there was quite a lot of there was, there was, there was almost zero intrigue to, on today's last day of the season, wasn't there? Um, but he does seem to have a little bit more life than the corpse of DeAndre Jordan. And the reporters are like, "Well, do you think you might give him the backup center minutes?" And Doc's like, "No, when they play big." We'll be playing DeAndre, and it's like, oh my god, you, you have the flexibility of a brick. You really do. Yeah, I can see why the Clippers, who are my favourite side in the world, are just so much happier to have Ty Lue than Doc Rivers. Hmm. At least you know. Actually, I heard a really a really cool uh, story. Speaking in the MVP, I heard a, a really cool story about Jokic today, and just illustrates also a, a little bit of why Ty Lu is held in such really high regard. And, you know, Jokic is just kills teams out of the post. You know, he goes in the post, they give him the ball, and then he sort of surveys everything and makes the pass and someone scores or he, you know, just pivots and scores himself. And so Ty Lu basically came up with the concept of, well, just don't let him get the ball, you know. <laughs> double, double him before he gets the ball in the post just you know, basically create create this like Great Wall of China around him. Don't let him get the ball, and then he can't pass it to anyone. Force someone else on the side to actually try and make a play because the Nuggets don't have anyone else that can make a play. And so, you know, the, the Clippers smacked the Nuggets in that game, and Malone went away and and sort of powered with his coaching staff, and they ended up showing Jokic like Chris Paul and. Alan Iverson videos. And so they started running like dribble handoffs that, that the Suns run for Chris Paul for Jokic. So they're just, here, here's all these plays that were designed for a, you know, 5'11", 6'0", 
really mobile point guard. We're going to get you to run these <laughs> to get out of this tactical thing that everyone is trying to run against you. I just find that funny. That's hilarious that A, he's willing to do it, but B, that, that that's what you would go to. That's the tape. Find me all the tape of the five foot 11 guys. That's what we're going to get our seven foot guy to do. Yes. Where do I go from here? <laughs> I was just, I was just like Ty, Ty Lu. Ty I don't Lu have anywhere the, to go with this. I was just the the the, it's the bad improv, that, man. The fact that um that Tyloo always has like he's the guy that seems to come up with a counter to good players. You know, he's the one that seems to to scheme the game plan, and a lot of other NBA teams, I guess, are always closely watching him to see what he will do with a dominant player or a dominant style of play as a, um, I don't know, like what, what what to try at least. You know, Tyloo seems to tr- to try a lot of shit um, that other other teams copy. Who finished second in the East? Bucks. That's really odd because the uh, the NBA standings has the as Boston second. Ah. Oh. Okay. Because it's a three-way tie between the Celtics, the Bucks, and the 76ers. And in that case, it first comes down to division record, and then it goes down to the head-to-heads. All I know is that I definitely know the 76ers are playing the Raptors as we got lots of... Yes, I know that. I certainly know that much. But there was a, a thing today where the Bucks might have been trying to tank their way out of the two. And I thought the Celtics winning would have put them in, in there as well. But apparently mm. that's not the case at all. I, I'm just so on I'm, the... I'm on the Google stats, but yeah, I thought that I thought that as well. Yeah, I'm, I on, thought I'm it was... literally on the NBA's page, and it, it has Boston Celtics in second. Yeah, and I, I don't. I thought the um, the Bucks because all the stuff today on NBA Twitter was that the Bucks were going to play the Bulls, which would be the three six. Yeah, and the Celtics are in second, but Boston have a worse divisional record, but they must be the divisional champion. But the Bucks are also a divisional champion. Here we are trying to pull this apart in real time. Fucking tiebreakers for multi Division leader wins tie from Tidlot, not leading division. It must be. Head-to-head win, one loss. Okay. Yeah, the Celtics must have won head-to-head. Surely that's Yeah, it. that has to be because they're both division leaders. Although the, what what tripped me up is that, is that the Milwaukee's divisional record is better than Boston's divisional record. Yeah, but it's if they're winning their division, that doesn't matter. It's yeah, Then it goes that's to all, head-to-head. That's all that matters. Mm. So the, the Bucks tried to... Uh, Succeeded in in getting out of the uh, the potential lineup with seven because the the Nets beat the Cavs earlier this week and that kind of set the play in seating. They both had a win today, uh, but it, it just worked out that way. It'll going to be Nets Nets v Cavs in the first game of the play in, uh, and if the Nets win that, then they get Boston, which is good because that way one of Boston or Brooklyn don't make it past the first round. I guess it's more about. There's only sort of two easy rounds in the first round in the East, and that's the Bulls and the Cavs. The Cavs are decimated by injury, and the Bulls haven't been very good for the last sort of 30 games. Well, the Cavs are getting people back. Evan Mobley's back. Jared Allen might be back. Yeah, they're starting to they're starting to get a few a few players dribbling back into the into the lineup. I mean, they got, they got a, I mean, that was a it's hard to say. You know what a decent win is today, but they mm. got one. And the Hawks might just be made for the playing game. Like you could just absolutely see them just bouncing two playoff, you know, two knockout games in a row quite easily because that you could see them doing that and then losing. On a- record, seven through ten are the same team, aren't they? 
They're literally yeah. the same team. They're 44 and 38, 43 and 39. And the Hornets won three in a row to finish out the season. So it's not as if they're um they're they so it's it's really hard to we, we want to believe it's probably the Nets and the Hawks just because they're the you know, the, the, they're the teams that were in the playoffs last year, but you know, it does it, it could be any two of those those four teams that, that come out to get beaten in the first round. Because as we talked about, as Adam and I talked about uh a few days ago, are the Nets actually any good? Well, they're sort of bad in specific ways. <laughs> You know, they're, they're the sort of specific ways you can game plan against in a, uh, yeah. in a playoff series. You mean, yeah, and that's why I think the the Raptors like could quite easily go through the seventy sixes because how do you plan for the Raptors? You know, Scotty ba- Scotty Barnes plays point guard. So what all you the need way is, is a center. really good defensive wing like Matisse. Yeah. Type- oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, that's yeah. not so good. Have we ever figured out what the story was with that? Given that. Tybal yeah, can't no, play in Canada. He, he came out today. He's he's from a hippie hippie background. He's got one shot, and then he did some research, and he comes from a holistic family that believes in naturopathy and acupuncture. And he decided not to get the second shot. He was, so, but he's already had the first shot. I know. That's, if it was going to fuck him up. Oh I Jesus just, Christ! I just Jesus also, fucking Christ! These people, these fucking people. <laughs> No, it's, how would James Harden feel? <laughs> He's just left aside because someone wouldn't get the vaccine. But at least this guy's only... I mean, he, uh, he went, that's, that's actually worse. He, he got went halfway there. Yeah. If he'd only got the Johnson & Johnson one, got the first shot of that one, he wouldn't have to worry about the second shot. Yeah, he'd be fine. Um, hell. But that was enough to get him to the Olympics, presumably. Well, so the, the deal was... Only the Paralympics team were required to be vaccinated because the testing regime for the Paralympics wasn't as great as it was for the Olympics. And I presume the Paralympics are more likely to have people who are immunocompromised because compromised, got, you true. Know, people with underlying conditions and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not good for uh, Matisse's clean-cut image, that's for sure. No, no, that's 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 not the sharpest tool in the shed, that boy. Uh, yeah, so when when Toronto beat the 76ers and then they uh, they play either Miami or the eight seed, um, we we know. <laughs> I'm sure the city of Philadelphia will take it really well. Is that the like your tips for the first round? Is is well, let's let's do our play in. Let's do our play-in first. You, do you, we, we both I, think the I Hawks. don't know what to do with the East. I, I, I mean, I, I really don't know what to do with the East. I feel like the West has been kind of set for a while. In fact, they, they knew what the games were going to be four days ago. Um, yeah, I think there's more variants, possible variants. Uh, maybe not. Well, the problem is the, in the West, the, the, the gaps between the teams, are, there's much greater steps. You know, there's 12 games of difference between the Minnesota and the Spurs. Yeah, Even but, though you, but, you can see the Spurs beating anybody on their day because it's the fucking Spurs. But but if we're, tip, if we're tipping the winners in the East, are you tipping the Hawks to beat the Hornets? Nets to beat the no. Cavs? No. You no. Reckon the, you reckon the Hornets have got a chance of winning that game? Okay. I reckon everyone, I mean, the, the records are the records. They're as good as each other. You know, you it, it there's a you know, Bill Parcells said you are what your record says you are. Mm. I mean, we can say that the the Nets have a higher ceiling, sure, but they're a forty four and thirty eight basketball team, and they have been that ac- across the course of the journey. Yeah, and the Cavs have been, you know, up and down and back around, and now they're back about the same level. It, it could be 
any any one of those, you know, any of them could come out that way. Now, the safe bet feels like, you know, big game experience and, and higher ceiling, the Nets beat the Cavs and they take the seven. And then take your pick from those those any of those subsequent three teams for, for the eight seed. It's not really gonna matter because they'll lose to the Heat. Mm. But um those are good teams. Those are difficult teams. Uh, but do you seem more confident the- that it's going to be Nets Cavs uh, or Nets Hawks? Sorry. Yeah, I think it'll be Nets Hawks, and I think I, I think the Hawks could like the Hawks are such a high variance team. Well, yeah, they're um, like they're like the Nets in the same kind of way, except they've only got one of those you know transformational one dude yeah. who can go, go and save save the day for you. And to be fair, those guys are much higher leverage in player uh, context or play in context. Yeah, because um, you know if if Trey Young goes for forty five, then you're going to make. I d- it. I do think Spolster is not Doc, right? You know, like Doc just kept let Trey keep doing. Why what isn't he was Spolster doing. getting shouts for Coach of the Year? Oh, because I think we, uh, Monty's got it sewn up pretty. Like true, if you're, true. If but you're, Spolster's if you're not a, even in the conversation. Oh, I think he is. I think he is because, like, they're, they're he's more, mostly in the conversation because people say, "Why isn't Spolster in the conversation for Coach of the yeah, Year?" Yeah, but I, I think considering that he like. I think they were like sixty games in, and his top four players had played like two games together, yeah. like for a full game. Like everyone, everyone knows that they just drag. Like, uh, listen to Bam's um, uh, podcast with Zach Lowe the other day, and like yeah. they're, they're proud that Zach they- still wanted to keep talking to him about the kerfuffle, and Bam was having none, <laughs> none of it. Of it yeah. he, he was sticking to like, the party line like fucking glue. He was like, "No, we do this all the time, and, and it's no big deal." Yeah. It just shows how badly we want to win. Um, but the fact that they, you know, their only top 10 pick is essentially a reclamation project. Like, you know, Home Depot, yeah, okay, technically he's a top 10 pick, but the only reason he's on the heat is because he was broken and... and It's not the team that he was drafted top 10. Yeah. That was Orlando? Orlando, correct. Because he went Orlando... Thunder. Thunder. Paces. Paces, heat. heat. No, yeah. Paces... Rockets heat. He was on the Rockets for, but yeah. I don't think he actually played. Do you play any games for the Rockets? I don't think he I did. Don't, I don't know. But he's um, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's the Heat's kind of top ten pick. One who is you know a junkyard dog, a reclamation project. Yeah. So you know, uh, I think the fact that their development guys are just so um, so on point, and Spolstra squeezes everything out of them and you know that he's going to have a million side out of bounds plays that will you know just get cheap easy points every single fucking game um i can't see the 76ers hawks series upset of last time because you know he spolster is the opposite of doc he just won't sit there and run his shit if it, if if the, if Trey's if Trey's starting to carve him up they'll they will do something you know they'll do something to stop that run um, They'll put UD on Trey and put Trey in the second row. <laughs> that might be it. Um, I think there's a little bit. I, I'm pretty confident the Celtics will beat the Nets, but there's a little bit of doubt in my mind because it's Kevin fucking Durant. Um, that that's going to be a hell of a basketball series. Yeah, because you got the top. You got the top defense in the league against essentially the biggest. Offensive weapon in the league, like is yeah. anyone? Are they like and Kyrie going back into Boston? There's a whole lot of narrative as yeah. well. Uh, are they getting Rob Williams back anytime soon? Not first round, second round Not is the, round. the word. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. It might not matter because the Nets don't really have an offensive center that can punish them. Um, but yeah. And then the. <laughs> you don't think the combined powers of Blake and Andre Drummond are going to do much? No. The, the Bulls have just been like a, a chew toy for the Bucks this year. Like, yeah, that, that's not a fun matchup for, for them. For whatever reason, like even, even when the Bulls were going all right, the Bucks just absolutely spat them yeah. out. Like that is just not a good matchup at all. Um, mm. It's a shame that their year has ended this way, but, it, it, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I That's what happens when the injury luck hits you at the wrong time. Yeah, I, I feel the same way I, I feel about them, the Nuggets and the Cavs. It's like. Yeah. You know, you weren't expected to do that well. Like I was listening to a podcast with the DNVR guy today, and he was like, "You know, the the Nuggets." This is the Denver their- SB Nation blog, isn't it? Uh no, I think it's its own media company now. It's like a like a they do. I think it's a little bit like the Locked On Network. They're their own thing. Um, but he was saying, you know, they exceeded their win totals that were set when. Or when um, Vegas thought that Denver would have Michael Porter Jr. for a whole season, and then he was, you know, going to get a whole run at being the second option, and they still beat their wins total. So yeah, like they could get bounced in the and first round. And that's why Jokic is your MVP. Yeah, they could get bounced in the in the first round in four games. Um, I actually think Giannis is going to win MVP because I think. The, the, the Jokic-Embiid thing is so polarizing now that I could see people picking Embiid and putting Jokic at fourth, but a whole shit ton of people, like everyone will put Giannis either one or two. Like Giannis is going So you to- think that Giannis will just win with an absolute overwhelming number of second places? Yeah, I think everyone will put him at two, and then the people that vote, the vote Embiid will put Jokic at like three or four. And the people I don't vote- think people. I don't think. I don't think it's like that. It's not like Messi and Ronaldo, where you know, if you like one, you hate the other. Yeah. I think it's genuinely. There's just so. I mean, unless except for Embiid, who believes that it's because people don't like the city of Philly, not because mm. there happen to be other dudes who are extremely fucking good playing basketball at the moment. And the thing is, there's there's no wrong answers in the MVP discussion this year. There's been- any any one of the three would be a uh, you know a defensible decision. There's been a bit of a bullshit ex player narrative. Uh, in the last week, though, that it's a uh, uh, you know, Jokic is getting all the all the love because he's a white dude, and it's like, uh, okay, like no, that's Donkic who like, gets you that. Just have to watch him play. The the dude is amazing. Just watch him. I I don't understand why people think he's a he's a stats nerd only, darling. Like the dude is amazing. It's to watch. because he. he does- it's because stats nerds are the ones pushing it. Because any time you have to go into fucking you know wins above replacement or, or fucking win shares or whatever the the stat there is there is one killer stat where Jokic is ridiculously I think I think it might be win shares or something, um, win shares for thirty six or like, something. He like that one the other day where he was the first player to get what two thousand one thousand and five hundred or something, and it's just like no player in the NBA ever has got, and that's just raw counting stats. Like there's no VORP or SHNORP or or you know what's the Raptors or whatever blurb. you know that that's blurb. <laughs> just fucking weird names, but um, you know the that's only just stat that raw- matters is that is that nobody from it you know unless you're in the top four teams you shouldn't get the MVP. That's what Drew Hanlin had to say. Yeah, the Maury Burner fucking account. super coach, I fucking just, shooting gimp, and Daryl Maury's burner account. I just love it. it's like 
you know, when the when the Sixers were looking like they might get the one seed, oh, you know, he, he's a one seed, and it's like they've literally won two more games than, yes. than the Nuggets do. They're, they're only like, two games out of the one seed now, and they're fourth. And they're fourth. Oh, fuck me. Um, and they'll lose to the Raptors, which will be hilarious to, to just finish off actually, the series. I actually think they will too. That, that's going to be pretty funny. Oh, I hope they will. You know, uh, the one good thing about the end of the regular season means that I can stop having to worry about the fucking fortunes of the Philadelphia 76ers and I can death ride the bastards because that is not a fucking sympathetic group of individuals. I did enjoy you and Adam talking about the Wins League and Adam's complete optimism of coming back next year and, and trying to avoid the Lakers. Well, he's welcome. He can definitely come back next year. He doesn't get relegated. This is American sport. I know, but he'll 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 convince himself that the Knicks are going to be a fifty-five win team or something. <laughs> it's but the thing is, it's not as much fun if you don't have somebody who's going to willingly pick the Lakers. No, no, we'll have to get. Someone. And some of these tricks, like, like I said to him, some of these things you can only do the first year, like fucking shoehorning you into a corner mm. whereby you had to pick the fucking Knicks. Yeah. I can't do that again. It's not possible because you know it's coming this time. It's it's only the all that lovely scotch that I've drunk this year has finally washed that bad taste out of my mouth. Um. I did like uh, the fact that Leon Rose is just sliding under all the, the like the, the Lakers are literally just making sure that no one has to focus on how badly the Knicks have done this year because they cannot help themselves. They have to own the media cycle. Like, how bad is that that their coach has to rock up after winning with a whole bunch of nobodies in the last game? least you go into the summer break feeling good about yourself and the first question you get asked is, so you're uh, getting fired on Monday. How do you feel about that? It's like, fuck me. What a clown car of an organisation. And look, this comes from this comes from experience because I, I know what a clown car of an organisation looks like. I've had one over many years. So It's amazing that they won their last two games. Like with literally nobody, they they all all of the Lakers fucking leftovers, all of the Muppets. Well, actually, the Lakers and the Knicks both finished eleventh, and both yeah, uh, won the their Knicks, last two games. The Knicks finished eight, eight eight and two, which you know at least the Lakers can say, well, what do we care? We don't have our pick. We can finish wherever. Um, but yeah, uh, well, you know. The Kings, the Kings had to surrender their title for most dysfunctional team eventually, I guess. As always next year. The Lakers finished ahead of the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shame. At least the Kings went 500 in the, in the last few games. We should talk about teams that are actually good in the Western Conference. Um, so what do you reckon about this play? So it's Timberwolves and Spurs, short of some, short of some, um, some pop magic. Interestingly, the, the Spurs have lost their last three, but are still six and four in their last ten. Yeah, that they've been a bit injury, like getting people he- healthy. Dejounte hasn't played yeah, I think, the last four Deontay games. Dejounte Murray hasn't played at all yet. Landau's missed a, missed a couple of games. I don't think it matters. Look, the the for the, for the pride of Pop and the Spurs, it's good that they made the playing game. They should absolutely get bumped by the Pelicans and keep their twenty percent chances of getting a top draft pick because they need another good player yeah. to put with Murray. And the Pelicans don't really need that draft pick because they're probably going to get a top four Lakers pick. Um, That's entirely true. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it's all academic because if even if Kawhi doesn't come back, I can't see the Pelicans beating the Clippers. Oh, I can. 
The Pelicans in their last little iteration have been really quite good. Yeah, maybe. The Pelicans, like the Clippers beating the Timberwolves. um, So what I would actually like to see is the Clippers beat the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves Pelicans game is because then nice you don't have little... to face them in the in the in the one eight in the Suns game. No, no. I actually what I actually think is that there's been a whole heap of narrative around. Oh, you know the Grizzlies do a lot of things that are cute in the in the regular season. You know rebounds and fast breaks, and that's not going to translate to the the postseason. You know they're going to be they're going to be a good regular season team and they're going to get bounced in the postseason. I reckon Taylor Jenkins and and that team have just been going, you fucking what? Like, they're a smart team. That's that's absolute fucking horseshit. They're well coached. The fact that that they've won all those games without Morant means they're actually pretty flexible. They smacked my side the other day without Morant, Adams, and Desmond Bain, and we had a full, mm. we had our full strength side, and the Suns don't give a fuck whether you've got nobody. They'll still try and run you off the floor, and they got beaten straight up. The Grizz are legit, I reckon. That they've got that real. Yeah, yeah. This this is very, very reminiscent of, of that emergent Thunder team that made yeah. the finals uh, in the the second year of the the Heatles. Uh, they're, they're, they're for real. They're probably the team I I fear the most in the West because if we get to the Western Conference Finals and we're facing them, that means You're going to get to the Western Conference Finals because you're, you're the, the Suns are the best. I mean, there's no spoilers. The Suns are the best team in the Western Conference by an extremely lo- uh, long and large margin. Yeah. But if we if we get to the Western Conference Finals and we're facing them, that means they will be just full of beans and ready to rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, they would have made many leaps. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you, so the Suns get in the 1-8. So we're expecting... Uh, what do you think? The Timberwolves and the Clippers will will, will make will probably be the, the two teams that come out of that. Uh, we're not quite sure of the order, but we'll sort of see how that works out. So the Suns will either have the Timberwolves, which would be a fun series. It'll go five, or the Clippers, which could which could generate degenerate into a rock fight because the Clippers are hmm. an extremely smart team, yeah, and very that, well coached team. That that'd be a real chess match because there's moves within moves within moves. There, you know, that'd be, and it was last year too. You know. Yeah. The Clippers made a move. The Suns made a move back. You know, it was sort of back and forth. Even if Kawhi comes back, like how much are you going to... Like Kawhi is not going to be full Death Star Kawhi straight out of the bat, you wouldn't think. No, but he, he's, you've still got to put a man on him. You know, yep. he's still... Yep. You know, like Adam and I were saying, even a cardboard cutout of Kawhi, just, just you know, the end of the bench is enough to scare people. It's enough to get your attention. Enough to make well, you, cha- you know, change some of the decisions you were going to make. Look at Clay today, right? The Clay, the reason Clay gets forty today, he hasn't been playing well. But just the fact that a lot he got of people 40 got forty today. today, it was the international day of of get those bonus figures. I think Malik Monk didn't he get forty today? So I can, a whole lot of completely random people got forty today. But yeah, yeah. But, but Clay the did fact get 40 that he today. he can shoot that well means that you cannot just leave him three meters no. open on the perimeter. You've got to put somebody on him. Um, that, that Unfortunately what, for Denver, they don't have a lot of people they can put on anybody at the moment. Well, if Steph doesn't come back, if Steph comes back not quite Steph, the Warriors don't really have an answer for Jokic. Like, Draymond and Jokic are not a good matchup just because he's so tall. Um, and he doesn't... It's just, a weirdly bad matchup for Draymond because he's normally not a problem for anybody. But yeah, they, I mean, nobody, who, who has a, nobody has a matchup for Jokic. No, that's probably true. 
Yeah. Embiid and Giannis are a matchup for Jokic. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Giannis because he you can't move him. It was there was yeah. a the, but the Warriors have the best ridiculously good defense, and I think that that's probably going to be you know they can they can let Jokic go off for stupid points and, and still contain the rest of the 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 enterprise. I would have thought. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like forcing the rest of the Nuggets to beat you is a pretty good. You know, and if they've got pretty safe strategy, if, as the with the Nuggets in their current constitution, if if it was the Jamal Murray, MPJ, you know, all every, everyone back and healthy and, and playing well, then that's a different discussion. But I, I, that's not what we've got in front of us. I, I just have a lot of admiration for the the coach in the front office of the Nuggets too. Did you hear the story about Murray today, where Malone said to him, "Look, if you want to come back and have like a, a completely." Um, stakes-free run against the Lakers, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you want, the, the option's there. But if you don't want to completely understand, like basically the, I think the problem that he's having at the moment is his body is technically right, but his mm. mind is not 100% confident in the, in the leg, um, yeah. w- which happens with those really bad injuries. And so yeah, you, can like, see having you, could a lo- you could see it with Clay when he came back. Yeah, so having a low-key game, if you wanted to come back, is fine. But they were like, no pressure. Like, you know, we're not going to say you have to play against the Lakers. Like, I just, yeah, there's, I don't know. There's a few organizations that would not take that tack, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So the Grizzles will probably beat, you know, if if they're playing the Timberwolves, they'd they'd beat the Timberwolves in a fun series. If they get the Clippers, then that'll be a, you know, that'll be a proper grown-up test for them. Uh, but you know we should we should see the Suns and the Grizzles win through to the second round. The three six we've discussed between the Dubs and Nuggets, mm. and the four five is the battle of a well, couple of teams who are um who are a little bit shaky at the moment. I mean Utah are having public meltdowns and the coaches doing twenty minute diatribes against uh, media narratives while wearing a weird puffer jacket, bulletproof vest, looking ever more like the bad guy from some kind of. Straight to Voop Netflix fucking action thriller, and the Mavs, the Mavs have had it's an interesting time because um your boy Luca got a got a tech for muntering away at the refs and he, he wasn't going to be able to play in the final game of the season, uh, but they challenged the tech and they got it rescinded, and he played and he's done a calf, so yep. that was a decision they probably should have thought of. Yeah, a little bit of karma there, <laughs> um, and calves are. Uh, like, I mean, they, they can be a couple of weeks. That not only can they be a couple of weeks, but every time I've had a player that's done a calf, they're like they'll train and they'll feel confident, and then they'll come back. And as soon as they push off at that that extra pace, you know, that game pace, mm-hmm. it's like oh, I've just got a little tweak, and it, it won't be back to a tear, but it's it. Like they just take ages to get the player back to full confidence and full. Yeah, you know, confidence and, is the word. Confidence and, is the word because because you you don't know whether to trust it or not. Admittedly, NBA teams have a lot more medical stuff at their at their disposal yeah. than I do, but I don't know, man. Like, I guess the play in helps them. Or like they'll get one an extra four days rest than what they would normally do between the end of the yeah. regular season and the and the start of the finals, but. The, the Jazz might have caught a break here. Like, well, There's a lot of questions about both teams. I mean, that's kind of why they're in the 4-5. And I think who's really caught the break is if the Suns can d- dispatch whoever they need to deal with. Yep. Um, rest up. 
the, the four, whoever comes out of the four five, suddenly doesn't look quite as much of a hassle for the Suns. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that. I, I think they may have to do that if yeah, Wookie gets uh, his gets his ass back. But if he doesn't, fuck. The, it is. It's not a one man show, but it's certainly you know one name is higher on the on the fucking on the movie poster. It, like this is Zach Lowe's theory of heliocentric teams and why you have two stars because if you got two stars and one of them has a niggle in the first round, the second star might be enough to get you through. But you're saying Dinwiddie's not a star. Well, don't <laughs> know whether you would trade Paul Zingas, trade for Paul Zingas if Dinwiddie was a star. Let me say that. Just a, a side note: isn't it fucking good that the Grizzlies didn't trade for Bradley Beal and are having a, a fucking really good year? Like, I don't see the point you know, in like, trading for Bradley Beal. No, but there was a there was a whole heap of people who were like you should consolidate all your parts, you know. And get Beal and have a, have a run this year, and it's like, well, fuck you, we can do it our way, um, or we can take Jar Morant, who's having a breakout MVP season, MVP conversation season, MVP maybe top five season, uh, and you do it our way. No, it's yep. it's always an absolute joy to see a team make the jump in real time in front of you, and that's what this Grizzlies team is doing, and um, yeah, I look forward to them getting beaten by the Clippers in the first round. No. Um, no, it, it, as long as as long as they don't get some kind of horrible bloody you know one of their key players goes down with an injury sort of thing because that's often what happens to the, these sorts of narratives. Uh, I had a mate text me today. Said, "How are you feeling about the Suns?" And I'm like, "Well, I feel pretty good because of you know some of the way the things are broken in the West and none of the other eight teams except maybe the Grizzlies feel fully complete. Um, no, but the flip side is this is the year you." absolutely have to go for it because next year yeah. the, the Grizzlies could make that Warriors jump, you know, when they got Steve Kerr. The Mavericks could be better. The Jazz might be, be completely by up. The Nuggets will be reloaded. The Timberwolves will, will have probably made a little jump. The Clippers will be reloaded. The Pelicans might get Zion back. The Spurs might add a top five pick to the, you know, to, to their team. The uh, Dubs the will tra- trade for somebody really good. You know, the, 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 the and Chris Paul will be a year older, you know, so yeah. it's it's time. And it's Robert Sutherland might do something fucking stupid. Yeah, or he might be forced to sell the team. Like Yes, for being a, yes. Yes. For individual. Being and, and the Lakers might. <laughs> no, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't say that with a straight face. <laughs> no, we, we should convince. We should be like, Adam, mate, the Lakers are going to reload. They're going to trade uh, AD for Rudy Gobert. Um. And they should trade AD and LeBron <laughs> and Kurt Rambis. That w- I think they would actually quite like to trade LeBron. I, I think they would like to have the- their own narrative back. I don't think they enjoy sort of being. I, I think they would enjoy the the um, the insult to his pride that would, that would come from that. I think they would really enjoy that mm. part. The the, the yeah. thing is the the Lakers front office and the Kings front office are maybe the only old school. Like borderline incompetent front offices kicking around. Oh, I, d- I don't think the Kings are. Did you say Knicks or Kings? Uh, the Kings, but you, yeah, you suppose you really got like, not the under Monty McNair. I mean, they they won that Pacers trade. I mean, I mean yeah. it's hard to tell because the Pacers have lost ten in a row. Um, but yeah, I think they um, consensus was that is that they did the best out of that particular trade. Mm. Depends how what Tyrese Halliburton turns that into, but um, and the Knicks are just. 
the, the Knicks. Like the fact that this, they're the head of their organization just refuses to talk to the media and uh, and gives like a TV interview going, yeah, Tibbs is really good. <laughs> okay. Well, as um, somebody pointed out, you know, I mean, they should get rid of Tibbs and hire his old boss. Get Doc Rivers in there. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Oh, Jesus. Doc's, Doc's really <laughs> uh, available, isn't he, <laughs> for a guy that's in the finals? Um, well, it's, well, it's only because, you know, everyone is shopping Mike D'Antoni back to um, – everyone is expecting him to come back and, and – I uh, thought he was retired. Yeah, so did I. But I suppose this is suggestion is that Daryl just has to get his old band back together again. Uh, okay. I think Daryl's, you know <sighs> – for a you know rational man of maths, he certainly you know has a illogical flame for his old crushes, doesn't he? Yeah, like, like somebody you, never got over the never got over his high school girlfriends. Like you should be going out and finding the next Taylor Jenkins. That those guys yeah. are definitely out. The there. next Nick Nurse. Yeah. The next fucking you know this just bring back an idea that. Sorry to say to this to say, block your ears, Bezo, to an idea that didn't quite work in the twenty tens. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, anyway, very very frustrating for a guy that's supposed to be that smart and then doesn't really show his work. I guess. Um, yeah, but these these guys, you know, the the ultimate the ultimate thing that, that they care about the most is their own ego, and they're always yeah. going to think that the people who are convinced they're the smartest person in the room are always going to do something that you know they're going to be unpinned by their own you know wish to be proven smarter than everybody else. Um, it's like the suggestion that um, Presty was going to go to the Lakers. It's like I, I realised that OKC is a bit of a project and, you know, it might be another five years, but the Lakers are five years away from being where OKC are now, at least. Yeah, and there's no um, way the Lakers could go through the process that OKC have stomached in order to get all those assets. They wouldn't be willing to do no. the five years of, Playing shit basketball, oh, or you can't even be trading, in LA. T- trading AD for you know multiple picks and and having the crack at it. Like, yeah, there's just no way that that's just not a good fit. You know, um, yeah, Pre- Presty needs the freedom to be able to sort of fuck around with the trade machine. So, mm. all right, you get any other sporting takes this week? Oh, no, only that it was nice to see the Formula One back in Melbourne, given that the Melbourne Grand Prix was the, the start of COVID. It was basically the point at which COVID took over the world, so it was nice to sort of to circle back and, and tick that one off. And uh, it was, it was yeah. like, huge, wasn't it? Like, does that sort yeah, of cement uh, yeah, well, back into the... National record for, you know, attendance, like 400 and something thousand across the weekend. Um, really good race, overtaking. They made changes to the track. They took out some chicanes and they opened it up and winded up a bit and... Uh, and yeah, it was it was a good race. Max Verstappen blew up, so it was a good race. Um, no, it was good. It was good. Your mob won. Forza Ferrari. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, the Schumacher era kind of killed my my Ferrari fandom a lot, pretty much. So, but mm. uh, but yeah, I always prefer them to fucking Red Bull. Yes, Mercedes aren't much fun either. So fuck them. And McLaren kind of sucks, so <laughs> puts a Ferrari. So it's sort of like, grazie ragazzi. Uh, who does that leave on the list? Yes. All right, cool. Thanks, Doc. I'll catch you next week. Cheers, man. Actually, you won't catch us next week because we're taking the next week off. Oh, yeah. This is well, the whole point of us doing that. I'm glad we put this announcement at the end of the episode. 
just why we're we doing the uh, post-season preview uh, on this particular weird night is, is because we're going to be back the week after Easter because both of us want to have a fucking holiday. Mm-hmm. And that'll give us a nice chunky bit of the first round to sink out. Yeah, that'll give us like two or three games. Yep. And, and we'll be able to come back and, and make slightly more intelligent proclamations about the way that the uh, the, po- the postseason is going. I'll, I'll either be n- nice and happy and smug, or Kawhi will be back, and I'll be panicking because we're three one down, and Chris Paul has a broken hand again. So, yep. one or the other, because he's punched a fire extinguisher <laughs> in true Suns tribute fashion. Uh, that, did you do that the Suns or did you do that the Knicks? I can't remember. No, that was Stoudemire. He punched. Uh, yeah, like no, that's a, what I mean. It was a tribute to Amaro, but yeah, I couldn't remember whether he did it when he was in the Knicks. It was when he was a Nick. I'll yeah, it was. It was when he was with the Knicks, and they were going really well, and he was playing like yes, a, as at an MVP level, and then he did that, and uh, that was like you know, it was like breaking a mirror. They they were never really good again. They've had. 407 years bad luck. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we, we finished this podcast five minutes ago. See ya. Cheers.